Hi, this is Carl Polichuk, and I'm here with Amy Babinchak from Third Tier. How are you? Very good, Carl. So this is a new series that we're going to do where we're going to have recordings that are both video and audio, and I'll be posting them up on SMB Community Podcast. And our format is basically going to be about half an hour. So if you schedule your time in, in blocks of an hour, you should be able to check your email, and make sure the service board's good and everything's taken care of, and then settle in, watch a half hour of education, and then check your email again and, and get back to whatever before the next webinar or whatever you have in your day. So that's our goal is to have it short enough to be able to give you uh, time to fit it in your schedule, but long enough to give you some actual content instead of just a two or a three minute video. I do want to give a shout out to Lisa Hendrickson from the Office 365 podcast for introducing me to this tool called zoom.us and uh, I have a little note on it on my blog so if you want to connect up and and see what she's doing with it you can do that. So part of the format that what I want to do is to start out with a little commentary and I just want to give you three blog posts that I think are worth looking at this week. Over on the consultant or amateur blog, I've posted up just a note about the things that people do wrong when they plug things in. And you've, you've got clients who do this, right? That they, they buy a nice gigabit switch and set up a really nice 10 meg network because they plugged it in wrong. And the consultant or amateur blog is intended for you to be able to send your clients to that. I don't sell anything to end user clients. It's just you can point to it and tell your clients, see, this guy's telling you the same thing I'm telling you, right? So go ahead and check that out. Uh, second blog that's worth looking at today is actually the thir third tier blog where there's an update to the ransomware prevention kit. And I have to be honest, I haven't downloaded my update yet, but um, that's a really cool thing. It's a project that Amy's got going on and uh, it's being updated. So if you haven't checked it out, you absolutely should. And that's over on the third tier blog, which is linked off of my primary blog, Small Biz Thoughts. Uh, the third blog I want to draw some attention to is if you haven't seen it, I have done three series of uh, updates on how to document a server during an install. So the second of those is now up and the third one is coming. So anyway, if you're interested, I've got those over on the Small Biz Thoughts blog. So that's a bit of some things that will get you started in case you're really bored and don't have enough to do today. So uh, with that, let me introduce my friend, Amy. Amy is the owner of Third Tier and uh, also Harbor Computer in, where is it located officially? Royal Oaks, Michigan. Royal Oaks, okay. Yeah. Royal Oaks, Michigan. And uh, Amy's very well known in our community. She is uh, an MVP in many, many ways, and also recognized as that by Microsoft. <laughs> so, but she's a true community leader and has been for many years, and so I'm very honored to have her with us today. And the project in particular that we want to talk about is something called Sell My MSP. So, Amy, is there anything else you want to tell us about yourself before we dig into that? Well, you know, I think I, I come at all of these things with the idea that that's I just love small business you know whether it's uh, the small businesses that we work with at Harbor Computer Services as an MSP or you know the the small IT firms that we work with at third tier I 
I love I love this business, and I, I love particularly working with with the smaller set of firms. Well, I agree to that. <clears throat> so, uh, sell my MSP. You sent me a note about uh, that there are people on your site who are looking to buy small MSP businesses. So let's back up a bit and just give some information. What is Sell My MSP? How does it work? Well, Sell My MSP is a listing service for people looking to sell their IT firm and people looking to buy IT firms. You know, whether they want to get into the MSP business or they just want to add to their to their existing business, it's a great way to grow. I myself have bought uh, clients in smaller, you know, single guy IT firms to add to add to my business over the years. And there is a real market out there, and that's that's what we're trying to talk to people about. All right. And so folks go on that site, and let's say I want to sell my managed service business. Mm -hmm. I fill out a form and register on there. Am I anonymous? Yes, you're anonymous. Anom anonymous. There we go. <laughs> So, so my clients don't know I'm, I might potentially be selling my business. Yeah, your clients don't know. Also, your competitors don't know. So, uh, you know, you don't necessarily want the, the word to get out locally that you're selling, but yet you need the word to get out locally because some of those guys, you know, might be willing to buy your company. So we do it, you know, so we do it anonymous by, by region. Uh, and what you'll do is a person looking to sell their firm would go to the site and they would, you know, fill out a form. It's a real simple little form. And then we're going to call you and really, you know, get into it. So what's on the website really just kind of scratches the surface. Um, what we want to do is, you know, kind of profile your firm, create a real basic ad there um, on, the, on the website. And then, um, you know, start to then market your firm to other companies that, are, that we know of that are looking to buy. And we've garnered quite a list of people that are looking to buy. Mo interestingly, most of the buyers don't want to be listed on the site. And I, I don't, yeah, you'd think it'd be the other way around. Maybe sellers wouldn't want to, but buyers are very sensitive. They're, they're not wanting to be listed, but we've, so we've got them kind of in our pocket. Uh, and right now, we're just loaded with buyers looking for sellers. And so the message that we're really trying to change is that um, there seems to be a misconception that smaller firms are, have no value. And that's right. absolutely not true. Yeah, so I've seen that recently. And where do you think that comes from? Because say, oh, it's only, we're only making whatever, $200,000 and we got 10 clients and who, who would buy that? Well, you know, funny you should say that because we actually had a guy who's a, he's a developer by trade, but he had gotten a little group of MSP clients kind of on the side. And, it, and there were like, it was, the number was either 10 or 12. It was just a small group. And he said, you know what, I, I want to sell these. And so, you know, within a month, we had them sold. So, wow. you know, even, even just a small group of clients, it has value. Um, you know, you, you price it appropriately and, and someone will, will come along and buy it. It's a really easy way to grow your business, just to buy, you know, a, a small group that you can take in. So are these folks actually uh, more commonly selling their client list rather than the business itself? No, actually more commonly they're selling the entire business. Okay. Right? They're ready to retire. They're ready to get out of the business and move on to something else. So the, the more common sale force is the, is the entire business. And, and is it been your experience that the sellers are 
more likely to be moving on, retiring and so forth versus uh, they, are, they have a losing business model and they just got to get out before they go bankrupt. No, it's, it's so far always been the case that they have a successful business and they're um, retiring or moving into a different, different type of a, a business. Well, it is a, it's a good thing to know that the stuff that we've built over all these years actually has some value. <laughs> so. Well, and you know, why wouldn't it, right? It's just not the case that you can work for 10, 15, 20 years building up a client base, building up a reputation, you know, having... Have, providing great MSP services and not have that have some value. It, right. it, it absolutely does have a value. You know, it's maybe not millions, but, you know, it's maybe a few hundred thousand even. I mean, it's everything, everything has a value. And so what piece do you get of this? You get like 50%? <laughs> I, I need you as a business partner, Carl. <laughs> No, we're doing um, we're doing a flat fee, you know. So one of one of the one of the issues that the smaller set, and when I say small, I'm talking you know like under ten twenty million, right? The broke business brokers. If you have a ten twenty fifty million dollar MSP business, a business broker will really be interested in you, right? And they're going to charge you ten percent, and they're going to market you and that kind of stuff. So, but what we're saying is, you know, if you're if you're a, you know, a couple million dollar business or a couple hundred thousand dollar business, the brokers are not going to want to represent you. They're going to say, no, there's not enough money in, in it for me. I'm not going to bother. So what we set up was really a listing service. We're, we're not a broker, but we're going to list your firm. We're going to let people know that you're for sale and we're charging a fixed fee for that. So it's $4,000, 2000 paid by you, 2000 paid by the buyer. So the buyer and seller are splitting it. Very, very affordable to to get your business sold. Nice. Yeah, it, it makes sense because if you think about it, if somebody's going to sell something for 200000 and the broker's getting 10%, that $2,000 isn't worth their time. Right. So, yeah, yeah that makes perfect sense. So, uh, do you help uh, facilitate in any way besides just putting up a bulletin board? Oh, yeah, definitely. My, you know, my, my partner in this business is Rayan Buccianico, which, of course, you know very well. Right. She's an accounting professional. So um, she is helping you. We've got a lot of forms prepared, right? And she's going to help you figure out what your business is worth. Um, she can help you make sure that your books are in order so that when someone is going to look at those, it immediately makes sense to them. They can see where you're making money, you know, where the profit's going to be for them that your business is worth the value that you're, you're willing to sell it at. Uh, and so we've got a lot of those forms prepared. We even have the, some buy and sell forms. If you want to use our forms, we'll give them to you and you can go off and- For actually selling the business? Yes. For executing the sale? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so you have a form on your site where I can go and like say, hey, what's my business worth? And Yeah, we've got a, a business valuation form up there now. Um, it, it's just going to give you a quick estimate. You know, I, I ran, Rayanne came up with this formula. I ran my business through it and, and it came out and I said, yeah, that's about kind of what I thought it was worth. So I, you know, I think it works. It's very, very simple to do. There's no strings attached. We don't even ask for your email address. You can just go there, do it, see what you get. If yeah. you, if you want to call us after that, do so or send us an email. Um, we're also going to be putting up a couple different business valuations because we often get the, the 
the question from people like, oh, are you using, you know, this method or this method or this method? Now, we're kind of using our own. <laughs> right. But, we're, but we are going to, for people that are interested, we're going to put up different methods up there so you can kind of run your business through different typical business valuation methods and, um, and see what you get. And that's going to really give you a good ballpark for, for what you can expect to sell your right. do you Do you think people have unrealistic expectations for the most part? Um, you know, we haven't found people to have hugely unrealistic expectations. You know, they've got a $500,000 firm and they want $1.5 for it. Nothing like that. People are relatively realistic. You know, we have to tweak it a little, but they've been pretty good about it. Right. Well, it's interesting because I've heard for whatever, 15 years in the, in, the, at the, in the community going to conferences where people say, so what do you think the, the multiplier is and do I multiply times my revenue or times my profit or my you know, EBITDA or you know, how, how do I come up with a number? And I think most people don't have a clue where to get started. Yeah, and what the heck does EBITDA mean anyway? I mean, it's an accounting term. It doesn't mean anything at all to us IT people, you know. But that's why we created the business valuation form, you know, punching a few numbers out of your, out of your QuickBooks or whatever accounting package you're using and, you know, let it tell you what the, what the ballpark expectation is that you can have for your firm. Right. So a question about the buyers. I think it's interesting that they want to be anonymous. I think that's probably a strategy thing of not letting their – other, other large MSPs know that they're gobbling up people in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, are, they, are they like repeat customers for you? Are they somebody yes. who bought one is likely to buy another? Yeah, yep. So buyers that are looking to buy are wanting to buy more and more. They're definitely in a strategic growth mode. Um, and I, you know, and some of our buyers, I think they're wanting to remain anonymous because, um, because they're in uh, um, franchise type environment so we've got we got a few different franchise uh, groups that are interested in buying so the so they're looking to expand um, and then some of the franchisees in an area are looking to expand their territories so that's a another another source of buyers that that we've we've seen happen right well it's interesting because if you think about it it may be cheaper than doing a full-out ad campaign where you're doing direct marketing and, you know, doing, you know, whatever, letters and letters and letters week after week after week for a year, you may spend yeah. less just buying a, a list of uh, your competitors' uh, clients. And it's faster too, right? So you buy, you buy the firm, you bring them in and merge them with you, you instantly have a bump up in revenue as opposed to trickling in those customers via your own marketing campaign and you're right if you're using a marketing service um, you know that's gonna that's gonna be a big price tag year after year to continue to trickle in those clients why not just get them in with a lump right just buy buy big buy yourself big so um, with you helping with the the, uh, the purchase do you get involved in anything at all with regard to that transition we, no we're not so um, part of the part of the distinction that we make between being a broker and a listing service is that you are going to make the actual transaction yourself. We're not going to be involved in in your actual transaction. Um, now, after the fact, um, you know, if you wanted to engage us in some some consulting on the accounting side or consulting on the business, you know, management side, 
Uh, Rayanne and I are both available to do that, but it's not part of the core offering. It's sort of an optional, an optional thing beyond it. Right. So it's kind of like a dating service, right? <laughs> There's all these little pictures of what the what the business looked like ten years ago, and I. <laughs> and yeah, I, it's, a, it's a little bit a little bit like a dating service, but now we're going to make sure that the pictures are realistic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we vet those, so you can't you can't post that picture of your company ten years ago and hope to attract a really sexy buyer. <laughs> Very good. So that's good to know. So uh, what's the easiest way for folks to get started if they think that they might be interested in evaluating their business? You know, the first thing they should do is, is go over and use our valuation tool and then send us an email, more info at sellmymsp.com or you can reach myself or Rayanne. It's just our first names, Amy at sellmymsp.com or Rayanne at sellmymsp.com. Um, and, you know, tell us that you're interested in what you're thinking and we'll start talking about it. All right. And you may not want to answer this question, but when you say that you've got buyers lined up, is it five buyers, 10 buyers, 100 buyers? Like how many people are out there eager to buy up these uh, MSPs? I, if you, you know, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to add up that number because if we look at the, um, if we look at the, the couple of franchise firms that we're, that we're talking with now that are looking to actively buy, I mean, that number is probably in the hundreds. Wow. Uh, but we can say for certain that, um, that we, have, we have people now in almost every state. So we have multiples of buyers in your state that are looking to buy your business today. Wow, that's very impressive. So why is this so under the radar? I mean, obviously you're trying to promote it, but like, yeah. how come, how come I don't know this? <laughs> how come <laughs> people, you know, are, are not aware that all of these buyers are out there? I don't, you know, that's the, there's a communication gap and that's really the problem that we're trying to solve. I mean, there's a, there's two things. There's a, there's the, the buyers and sellers don't know each other, right? I mean, the only time that they bump into each other is when they go to a conference and you'd be like, oh, you're from where? Hey, I'm from just down the street. You know, I never heard of you guys. Exactly. I'm based in Oakland County, Michigan, and Oakland County created a technological, they call it tech days, something, something, anyway, it's, it's just for the county and they, they put on little seminars for IT firms trying to help build that area of the economy. He's got 2,000 IT firms on his list. Wow. In your county? In my county. Wow. So this is a huge, huge market, I think, that's bigger than any of us realize. And uh, we just don't know each other. You know, there may be 2,000 technology firms in my area, but I personally, and having been to a lot of user groups and meetups and things over the years, I bet I've only actually met 100 of them ever in, <laughs> in, my, right. in my career, you know. But, and so there's, you know, there's a whole ton of them out there that I don't know. So if I'm selling my business, how do I get the word out? I mean, I don't want to put up a billboard that says Harbor Computer Services is for sale, you know. That would be very bad. All my customers would go, hey, am I exactly what? Right. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, I need to abandon ship because I heard you're for sale. You don't want that to happen, but you gotta get the word out. So there's that communications gap. We don't know each other. It's really hard to advertise when you're for sale and it, when you don't even know the people that you're advertising to, I mean, that just makes it doubly hard. 
And then add to that this whole myth that your business doesn't have any value. So it's a really broken marketplace. And, um, you know, we have an uphill battle to get through that. But, you know, with hopefully you, Carl, with this podcast, we can uh, help get the word out there that your business does have value. I was just at the CompTIA conference, um, Channel Con, a couple of weeks ago, and more than once I heard the message that your IT firm has no value. Wow. Uh, so the myth is still out there. It's being actively propagated, and it's completely false. Well, it's interesting because, like you, I've bought some companies in my day, and um, I just had to figure it out. You know, I mean, right. I, and part of it was when I looked at it, I was like, okay, so I'm going to take on your clients, but then I'm going to get rid of all these clients I don't like. I mean, I don't need your equipment. I don't need your servers. <laughs> So right. all of that I'm going to acquire only so I can get rid of it and keep these seven clients, right? So right. in some ways, that way I would say I almost bought companies that I thought didn't have much value, except I got the value I needed out of it, you know. Um, but I didn't have to. I, I didn't have a service that helped me. Maybe I bought the wrong company. Maybe I could have bought a company that was a better fit for my business. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that we're doing with buyers is kind of profiling what is it that they're looking for. And we're also profiling on, this, on this, the seller's side, what do your customers look at? Because at the end of the day, it's the customers that, that somebody's buying. They right. may be buying your company name because they're going to, you know, you're in a different county for them and they're going to keep your business over there with that name because that name can have value if it's been around for years. Uh, and that also may help with the comfort level of those existing customers if the business name doesn't change. Um, so those, you know, so we're going to profile that and make sure that try to, you know, help you decide that it's a good fit. But you're right. That's one of the things that probably doesn't have any value to your potential buyers is the equipment that you own, unless it's something unusual that you know is critical to to supporting those customers but right or you have some specialty that you're involved in so um and with the uh with the market as we see it you know i i've always been a big believer that we are probably you and i are connected as well as anybody in this business and we're probably connected to less than 10 percent of people (laughs) we could be connected to you know yeah yeah. so uh you know there's always people moving into it uh and maybe if you were whatever 20 years old in a startup uh it might be worth buying a business just because now you can suddenly have a client base yeah just give yourself a big leg up just just jump right in you know, I talked to a guy um, recently who did just that. He wasn't in his 20s, but he was a career changer. And he um, he was looking at, you know, he's like, I need to get out of what I've done for 20 years and do something else. And I want to own a business. And he decided an IT business was the kind of business he wanted to own. And he not only bought one, but then he went and bought a couple of more and has got his business off and running rapidly. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because you don't have to necessarily be a techie in order to make this happen. You can you can start with the e-myth right at the beginning and just be the business owner and be good at business uh, without necessarily having to be the person who opens up computers and installs memory. Yeah, you know, a lot of us um, started off that way, right? We were the, the tech 
and we start off as one person. And it isn't really until you get to, I don't know, four, five, six people that you can actually become the business owner because the, the business isn't big enough to support a right. business owner doing strategy stuff all the time. Um, so, so yeah, that's a, a quick way to, to get yourself there. You know, and, and it, exactly. it may be a way to get unstuck. You know, I know over the years at, at user groups and conferences, I talk to guys that are like, I just don't have time to hire more people to do marketing, to do this, to do that. It's like, well, if your business was just two more techs bigger, you would have the time. You know, maybe if you, you're so swamped you can't get there, maybe the thing to do is just to buy it in and then you're there. And now you can, now you can run your business more efficiently. Right. There's interesting, a lot of interesting scenarios. Very cool. Well, I certainly wish you luck, and I hope that uh, we get lots of sellers to come out of the woodwork and register at sellmymsp.com. So I thank you for your time. I, I appreciated chatting with you today. So now, do you have any final things on that before we move on to another topic? Well, you know, I would just encourage anybody to go and check and see what their business valuation is today. I mean, even if they're not thinking they want to sell it today, um, take a look at what your business is worth. You know, maybe five years from now you're going to sell. I would say eventually we all should be selling our businesses at some point. So, you know, we've got a lot of great um, blog posts out there on our website as well. So, you know, take a look at those and really start to learn, think about what it's going to take to sell your business. Um, and don't do what I see some of these guys doing, of just letting it dwindle away, you know, just there was, there's, there's that one business strategy out there that says, oh, I used to have employees, now I got rid of them all, and I made my client base smaller, and now it's just me, and I'm just going to hang on to these until I die, you know, just sort of fade into retirement. Right. Don't, I would say, don't do that. Sell it today. Start a new business that's got six clients in it if you want to keep your, your fingers in it. And just that's a good idea. Side. You know, take, take your value. You work too hard to lose that value. That is true. A lot of people do that where they just allow themselves to fade away, which just seems like a waste. Like you say, you've been doing this for 20 years and it's got all this value and you just let it disappear. Yeah. Ca cash it in. You don't necessarily have to stop working. Just take, take your cash and then do the work you want to do from that point on. Good point. All right. New topic. Yeah. I just want to know if you have any little tidbits of news that you think are worth people's attention before we go. Um, you know, there's a, there's a new trend out there. So I'm hiring again for Harbor, right? We're bringing in an, another additional tech person. So we've been growing quite a bit here. Um, and uh, inf infographic resumes are the hot, the hot. I have seen this. Uh, Michelle uh, McBain posted one up. Yeah, she did. And she, you know, posted it up and asked for a critique on it just to see what it would do. Um, I have not gotten any infographic resumes in, and I'm kind of disappointed on that. I think IT people, <laughs> we should be on the cutting edge of this stuff. So I went out and I bought myself a subscription to a, a, an online um, infographic uh, generator app. It's called, oh. it's called PictoChart. It's a website, so it's P-I-K-T-O chart. Uh, and I went out and I made I made an infographic resume for my business. So for Harbor Computer Services, I made an infographic resume. And when we meet contact with a potential new customer, that's what I'm now sending to them instead of the standard brochure. I thought, 
let's give this a go and see what happens. Right. So I saw that and it looks pretty sharp. And did it take a long time or did you just like type in a few words and it magically happened? Uh, you know, a lot of it's magic because this poll picto chart thing is very, I'm giving them a total plug they owe me now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, all, uh, it's all template based. So you browse through and you, you find the template that you like and they've got a free version and a, and a pro version. Um, and, you know, there's quite a few on the free, so you can even, you know, get out there and do it for free. And if you like their stuff, you can then buy it. I went ahead and bought it because I, I started to fall in love with their templates. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's very, you know, it's very plug and play. You've got the template. You punch your words in. You can change out the graphics and put your own photos in. But, um, you know, if you're not a professional marketing person, like, like I am not a professional marketing person, the template is a fabulous thing. Very cool. And I notice a lot of those uh, graphics, they have very similar colors. Do they have different colors that you can choose from? Yeah, so the template will have a color theme. Right, right? okay. So, and when you pick your graphics, they have a lot of, you know, um, pre-staged graphics. Uh, and it will, it will pre-sort through them so that the graphics that are available for you to choose match your color theme, which is Again, a wonderful thing for those of us that are not professional <laughs> marketers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how graphics people spend their time flipping through uh, billions and billions of, of possible graphics. It's just it's beyond my and, comprehension. And, and color matching them all. It's like, no, no, just somebody please do that for me because I don't really understand it. But, you know, if you give me the pieces and parts, I can put it together. Yeah, if you're told these go together, okay, good. So anything <laughs> I throw in there, I'm going to be all right. Yep. Very cool. Well, that is an excellent tip, and I appreciate that. So, well, thank you for being with us today. This is uh, about the 30-minute mark, so I want to thank everybody who tuned in. I want to thank Amy for being with us, and uh, if you have any interest in knowing what the value of your MSP is, go to sellmymsp.com and fill out the form. Thanks, Carol. Appreciate it.